This is AgriPulse Daybreak for Wednesday, October 5th. Brought to you by Edge Dairy Farmer Cooperative. Good morning, I'm Jeff Daly. Here's today's headlines. Margin insurance gets hill push. Unions to make aid payments. And how USDA funding is earmarked. Key senators tell USDA to expand margin insurance. The Biden administration is getting pressure from Capitol Hill to expand crop insurance offerings to help farmers deal with rising input costs. Senate Agriculture Committee Chairwoman Debbie Stabenow and the committee's top Republican John Bozeman of Arkansas are calling on USDA to consider authorizing new margin insurance products and promote existing policies more aggressively. Many farmers are underway in their planning for fall fertilizer applications, prioritizing the thoughtful and timely expansion of margin protection plans of insurance for additional commodities, as well as related insurance products designed for specialty crops would allow producers the opportunity to familiarize themselves with these tools and better manage production costs risk by next fall. The senators say in a letter to Agriculture Secretary Tom Vilsack and Risk Management Agency Administrator Marsha Bunger. The letter says USDA should, quote, consider accelerating the expansion of margin protection tools and immediately prioritize training for producers and agents on existing margin policies. Now keep this in mind. Margin policies are subsidized at a lower rate than revenue protection policies and are more expensive for farmers. However, the top Republican of the House Agriculture Committee, Glenn Thompson, also has been talking up the idea of expanding the availability of margin protection products. Crop insurance industry consultant Alex Offendahl told the House Ag Subcommittee this summer that he thinks there are, quote, tremendous opportunities to expand the use of margin insurance. A margin protection policy has been available for some crops since 2016, but only about 6,000 are sold annually. That, according to Offendahl, who's with the consulting firm Watts and Associates. UFW, UFCW, to distribute USDA payments. Arms of the United Farm Workers and the United Food and Commercial Workers have been picked by USDA to distribute $600 per person pandemic relief checks to people working on farms and in packing plants and supermarkets. The UFW and UFCW foundations are among 15 groups selected to distribute the money. The UFCW Charity Foundation is getting $123.7 million, including $10 million of the $20 million earmarked for grocery workers. The UFW Foundation will distribute $97.8 million to farm and meatpacking workers. The National Migrant and Seasonal Head Start Association and United Migrant Opportunity Service will each distribute about $57 million. We'll have more AgriPulse Daybreak after this. Daybreak is sponsored by Edge Dairy Farmer Cooperative, the third largest dairy co-op in the country. Edge is a powerful advocate of Washington for farmers throughout the upper Midwest. Among Edge's top priorities is milk pricing reform. Over its long history, the federal order system has aimed to serve farmers by ensuring the orderly marketing of fluid milk. 
but changing production and consumption patterns are rendering the system ineffective. Edge envisions changes that create flexibility, promote fairness, and strengthen the relationship between farmers and processors. Welcome back to AgriPulse Daybreak. Senators push disaster aid reforms. A bipartisan duo of senators is proposing some detailed changes to the way USDA allocates disaster assistance. The Livestock Disaster Assistance Improvement Act proposed by Senator John Thune, the Republican of South Dakota, and Ben Ray Luan, the Democrat from New Mexico, is designed in part to have payments delivered more quickly to farmers and ranchers. For example, the Livestock Forage Program would be modified to allow a one-month payment for a county that's in a D2 or severe drought for four consecutive weeks down from the eight consecutive weeks now required. A second payment would be triggered after eight consecutive weeks. Another change would clarify that state and federal grazing permit holders are eligible for the Emergency Conservation Program and Emergency Forest Restoration Programs. Also, the Bureau of Land Management would be allowed to accept archaeological and endangered species reviews done by Natural Resources Conservation Service field staff. Take note, these proposals are designed with the next Farm Bill in mind. Now for more on the Farm Bill and a push to increase funding for foreign market promotion, check out the weekly AgriPulse newsletter. We also analyze this week's Supreme Court arguments about the definition of waters of the U.S., and we have an exclusive interview with FDA's Frank Giannis. GAO details USDA earmarking. Members of Congress designated for their districts nearly half of the funding in USDA's fiscal 2022 budget for agricultural research service facilities. That's according to a report by the Government Accountability Office, the investigative arm of Congress. An even larger share of the Rural Communities Program account, about 77%, was earmarked by lawmakers. Some 25% of the water and flood prevention projects funded through the Natural Resources Conservation Service was designated for lawmakers' districts, according to GAO. The bottom line? Lawmakers directed a total of $405.2 million in funding to 287 projects across the department. NCGA to fertilizer giant cut prices. Fertilizer prices in the U.S. need to go down more. That's the message the National Corn Growers Association has delivered to Mosaic, the largest phosphate producer in the U.S. We've caught their eye. It's just a matter of continuing to put pressure on them, NCGA President Tom Hay told reporters yesterday. Prices have come down a little bit. We had a 300% increase, and now we're down to a 200% increase. Still too high. The point may become moot soon enough if corn prices start dropping and fertilizer suppliers like Mosaic are forced to lower prices, the Minnesota farmer said. Carbon capture, a small factor in cover crop decisions. Only 5% of cover crop users say they planted them with carbon sequestration in mind. That according to the latest monthly Purdue CME Group Ag Economy Barometer. 
The reasons for planting cover crops vary. 37% citing improved soil health. 33% citing improved erosion control as the primary motivators, according to the survey. A majority of the farmers surveyed, some 57%, plant cover crops on at least part of their farmland. About 25% have never planted a cover crop. Four of ten cover cropping producers have been using the practice for five years or less. Finally, here's today's He Said It. A successful trade agenda will require close cooperation with Congress every step of the way. This coordination is not optional. That represented Adrian Smith, the Nebraska Republican, in an editorial for The Hill, where he warned that Republicans will keep pressuring the Biden administration to pursue new trade agreements. Smith is the ranking member of the House Ways and Means Committee's Subcommittee on Trade. Well, that's Daybreak for this Wednesday, October 5th, brought to you by Edge Dairy Farmer Cooperative. For the latest news out of Washington, D.C., visit AgriPulse.com. For AgriPulse Daybreak, I'm Jeff Nally.